Hey guys, in this episode, I'm joined by Stuart Roberts, the director of Future Sound of Egypt and manager of Transact Alley and Fila. Stuart and I chat about his career growth from throwing his own events to managing top tier trance acts and working with a record label. We also discuss what makes the trance community so special and his advice for aspiring artists and people who want to get into this field of work. I'm super excited for Stuart to share his story today. So with all that being said, let's just get into it. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. Happy Wednesday, fam. I am super excited to dive right into today's interview. Like I mentioned, today I have a very special guest, Stuart Roberts on, who, you know, funny backstory, we have been communicating for a little while now, um, actually just sharing music. So he, you know, has sent me some incredible music from FSOE, Future Sound of Egypt, and I add that to my new Music Friday playlist. Um, and it's just been great to connect through trance artists and the music and I was just thinking about it and I was like you know what I don't know his story and I just want to know how he got to where he is today and it was awesome it was really really cool he is so nice and so humble and you know everybody has a story and I just felt like it was super interesting to talk to somebody who comes from you know more of a small town and a small area and broke out of that and really pursued the field of work and the, you know, career that he wanted to do and built this incredible career and works with these amazing artists. And, you know, you know, we have obviously are in the middle of a pandemic right now, so we do not have any events and things like that. But he works with FSOE and they throw these incredible events around the world and they have different, you know, stage takeovers at festivals like Tomorrowland and all of this incredible stuff. So we talk about all that today. Trans fam, you will be really excited because this is heavily going to be about trans production and the community in general. So I haven't really touched on that a lot in this podcast. So I was very excited to bring that to you guys today. So I'm super pumped about all of that. Before we hop into the interview here, you guys, if you are enjoying Rave Culture Cast, the best thing you can do is share this to your Instagram stories and tag at Rave Culture Cast. Or share this with a friend. You know, if you have any trans fans in your life, this is the episode for them. Um, and of course, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Um, you could throw a couple stars on iTunes. That would be a huge help. And if you're feeling up to it and you want to write a review, if you feel so inclined, thank you so much for doing that, you guys. Okay, quickly, I'm going to do my affirmation of the week. And this is something I've been doing, you know, more recently. I'm super into affirmations. And for any of you guys who have been listening and are like, WTF. I don't even know what an affirmation is. Here is a quick definition so you guys can get on board. So an affirmation is a short, powerful statement. They allow you to be consciously be in control of your thoughts. An affirmation is a carefully constructed to have the most impact. When you say them or you think them, they become the thoughts that shape your reality. So basically you want to say these things when you're in the right mindset. You can write them down. You want to put them out in, into the world and you're basically convincing your mind that these things will happen so today's affirmation is nice and simple today will be a good day today will be a good day say it with me you guys 
I know during these past this past year, there have been some really shitty days, but that's not today. Today, you are going to make it a great day. You know, we are lucky to wake up every day and be able to start fresh. And I just feel very invigorated going into February. It's my birthday month. I'm super excited. But no matter what's going on in your life, put it aside. Today will be a good day. And with that being said, we're going to kick off this interview. You're already starting on a high note if you're coming in with this interview because I know Stuart will will get your energy up. So anyway, you guys, um, you can connect with Future Sound of Egypt online. Um, Of course, check out any of their new tracks. They have a bunch of different labels under the umbrella of FSOE um, at FSOE Recordings on Twitter and Instagram if you want to check them out over there and just, you know, go Spotify, Apple Music, do all of the things. But please join me in welcoming Stuart Roberts to the podcast. Oh, no worries. Well, I'm so excited to have you here. Um, I did like a quick introduction before you came on, but I was just saying it's nice that we've been able to connect through music and I've really appreciated everything, you know, you sending music my way. And I just really, I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what, you would be the perfect person to come on because I really just want to know your whole story and, you know, of course, chat about music with you. But, you know, I love to have people on who work in the industry as well for anybody listening who, you know, wants to be in a similar position to you one day. So first off, welcome to Rave Culture Cast. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So uh, I wanted to start out and just ask you in general, like how how you've been doing during these crazy times and how this past year has been for you. Yeah. <laughs> what a what a well, nearly one year now since since our last show. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yep. You know, considering I've been on the road for nearly fifteen years mm-hmm. with Alien Feeler and. Uh, yeah, to to not have a show for nearly one year is just mind blowing. Just yeah, yep. oh I would never God. have thought, you know, that the whole clubbing industry would come to such a standstill, mm-hmm. like it has done. Right, not just the clubbing industry world in general. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't yeah, even imagine. How did you, you know, um... when, it first, when it first started? You know, yeah. we you kind of thought. Oh, by by May it'll be okay. EDC mm-hmm. will be on, you know. By about EDC, yeah, in Vegas it'll, it'll be good by then. And then that was postponed. And then all your events in May. And then you're thinking, okay, it'll be June, like luminosity time. Mm-hmm. That's when it will kind of start up again. Right. Then it was like June's not going to happen. Yeah. July the summer festivals and Tomorrowland and everything and. And then obviously July wasn't going to happen. Then August wasn't going to happen. And so, mm-hmm. so on, so on, so on. And just the kind of like projection in your head right. of when shows would start happening again mm-hmm. just could not take place. And, you know, and it must be, it's really hard for for everyone in the world, not just people in the music industry, but, mm-hmm. you know, for, for somebody who's, so used to being away every weekend on shows and right you know or even when i'm at home and and like um my my two artists ali and Fila and paul thomas are, mm-hmm. are you're constantly on your phone all weekend with them checking right everything's arranged properly and the pickups for the airports and everything's good so you're mm-hmm. constantly on call even though you're at home 
Right. I need so even to like not have that at all, even, you know, just have okay, of the weekend, well, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Normally when I'm at when I'm at home and not touring, I go to watch football. So Okay. And to not even have that. Yeah. Like, yeah, what's you know, thank goodness for Netflix and Amazon Prime. <laughs> A hundred percent. Exactly. I know. And they, they said like within this past year too, like everybody's remodeling their homes because now you're spending so much time at home. So you're like, okay, I have to fix that. And I have to fix that. And I have to upgrade this yeah, room. <laughs> I think I made a list of things to do in March last year. Yep. I still haven't done it. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, you do have to shift focus like pretty quickly though. I, you know, I think everybody's been able to adapt, which has been good, but Back then, how often were you on the road? Like, how often were you attending shows compared to being home? Um, I would say, like, the last, like, the year before the pandemic, I was mm-hmm. probably slowing down a little bit because I'm, you know, I'm getting a bit, a little bit older now. And mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so I'm not sure, really. I used to be away, like, half a year. Wow, okay. road. Yep. Most years. Mm-hmm. And then the last two years before the pandemic, I would say I, I slowed down a bit and started to go to some key key of key festivals, key mm-hmm. events. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so big to change. be to be not touring is for me. Yeah. Is like really, really strange. But I can imagine what it's like for for the DJs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. I can't, yeah, I can't even imagine. I mean, I do, I want to ask some questions about obviously music and shows and events and things like that, but I want to take it back a little bit. I'm curious about your whole story. So what was your like first introduction to electronic dance music? What first got you into it? I would say um, probably, actually, it's quite a personal story. I had a, I, when I was in um, high school, I was bullied quite a lot. Mm-hmm. So um it's quite a shy guy when I was younger and then you know I thought okay how can I how can I become one of the uh the cool guys you know kind mm-hmm. of like gain more confidence so you know around around mid 90s mm-hmm. like dance music was really starting to really make really big waves around the mm-hmm. world so I decided okay I want to I want to be a DJ so okay. I was 16, 17, and then I started hanging around with a group of friends around where I live, and mm-hmm. we started mixing together. I bought a set of, set of decks for, I think it was, must be around 30 US dollars. Wow, oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> so I spent all my money I collected from well, part-time work I was doing then while I was still mm-hmm. in high school. Buying vinyls because it was all vinyl back then. Right. And, um, going. Then I started like sneaking out to shows. Okay. When I was around ninety-five, actually. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was sixteen. So. Wow. Telling um, my parents I was going to see my friends, stay at their house, <laughs> and would go to raves. Nice, love it. Um, that's how I really got into it and grew confidence as a person, and then. Mm. You know, used to queue up and go to all of the big shows at a time, like God's Kitchen and Cream and mm-hmm. all stuff in the UK. But I was more into to hardcore at first. Okay, nice. Then it was around 98 
they started to get into trance because of, mm. I think it was around the time when Faye Austin and Paul Van Dyke and mm-hmm. a lot of trance started to become in the charts. Right. They started to become a bit more mainstream and I started to be more more aware, aware of it around 98, 99. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go back to the people my age, 99 is known as the year of trance. Love it, so yeah. It's like a lot of massive hits, you know. It's really when it started to build up so much. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of how I, you know, carry on DJing. And I thought, okay, went to university, nothing to do with music. I have three different university degrees in medieval wow. history, world history, and American studies. Interesting, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they're on the they're on the wall, you know, no, like yeah. and stuff. But right, and then I decided because um, where I live in North Wales, mm-hmm. nothing really ever went on there. Okay, more like the cities, like Liverpool or Manchester. That's where you were so, going. So that's okay. like one hour to two hours away. So okay, I decided while I was in university, I'm going to start hosting my own events. Where I lived. Ah, okay. Smart, so I, yeah. So I thought that's, that's an inroad into the industry. Mm-hmm. Well, I was still in university at the time. <clears throat> so it. I started a brand called Slide and mm-hmm. uh, had like Eddie Halliwell, Scott Bond, Judge Jules. Nice. Anne Savage, Guy Ornadal, John Kelly. And, you know, a lot of big names, you know, mm-hmm. around that time. Wow. You know, around the gatecrasher days and stuff. So oh. to have them coming to North Wales was just like unheard of. Right. So I I used to sell out nearly every event. Wow. Like a thousand people. And I used I was to do it. Where were they? Where where were you throwing the events? In a it was in a place called uh Candidno. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll I'll type a message so you know how to spell it. Okay. But um yeah, it was a. Uh, Nothing ever happened there, so okay. I started doing it on a Thursday night because the venue wouldn't give me a weekend night because it was, mm-hmm. it was their, their night. Right. But I used to sell out a Thursday night. Wow, that's awesome. So, you know, so it started to grow, and then mm-hmm. I finished university, and then I thought, okay, how am I going to grow? So mm-hmm. I decided I've got to leave Wales. Okay. And, um, no disrespect to <laughs> Wales because... Well, I'm here now, and I, I love my country. Yep. I would never want to live anywhere else now. It's beautiful. <laughs> yep. um, but I moved to Liverpool, which is one hour away. Mm-hmm. So that's where Cream was every week. Oh, okay. Cool. Where I went to university as well. So all my family are from there. Okay. So um, I started to <clears throat> do events there. And um, I mean, one of the first events I had was above and beyond. <clears throat> And wow. uh, they played for me three or four times cool. while I was doing events in Liverpool. And uh, had, I had all three of them back to back for three hours for one That's night. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah it, was like, it was kind of like during the early days of Above and Beyond, you know, like uh, I went Ocean Lab when Satellite came out. Early, early, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like those days. Wow. And I would book a load of other DJs as well, like Simon Patterson. Scott Bond, Les Hemstock, who else did I have back then? JFK, Lange, Dan Stone, 
quite a few on Unicorn guys, Mike Cogley. Mm -hmm. And then um, I kind of like did that till about 2006. But mm -hmm. for a few years um, leading up to that point, there was a big DJ management company in London called Most Wanted um, DJ Management. Okay. And they had like Sandra Van Dorn, Mara Picotto, Marco mm -hmm. V on their books. And I'd been speaking to them for a few years about maybe going down to work for them. Mm -hmm. But um, at the time, I didn't want to leave Liverpool. Okay. And then, um, 2006, there was a point when I felt okay. You know, I'd, I'd done events for <clears throat> five years. Mm -hmm. So now I. I really wanted to get into the other side of it. And um, so they offered me a job. And nice. They they asked me for three DJs to sign. Okay. I thought they should sign. Right. And the first one was Ali and Fila. Nice. Yep. Early 2006. Okay. And then it was um, Super A and Tab and mm -hmm. Richard Durand. Those were the three DJs who I said are going to really explode. Cool, nice, uh, okay. The first signing made was, was Ali and Fila. Wow. So, um, and then, yeah, I was uh, kind of thrust in the deep end because one of my colleagues who was kind of my boss left to go and start his own agency. Mm -hmm. So the, the kind of owner of the company kind of thrust me right into the deep end for me to take over. All right, okay. And I was like, wow. And I remember, <laughs> going, ho I remember going home to Wales for a yep. weekend. Because I said I needed time to think about this because it's quite a big thing yep. to put on my shoulder right. for six months, you know. Mm -hmm. And then um, I remember walking along the beach here, and it was really nice weather. And I remember sitting there thinking, "Can I do this? You know, mm -hmm. do I have what it takes to to take on the responsibility?" Sure. And I said, "Yeah, you know, what have I got to lose?" Right. So I took it, yeah, I took it on head first and then That's awesome. I became Aline Feeler's manager then. Okay. I've been a manager ever since. Yeah, I was gonna say that's coming up, that's been fifteen years then, about yeah. right, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Fifteen years in Wow. Life. That's exciting. Congratulations. That's amazing. Yes. You said a couple things that are interesting. You're not the first person who's been on this podcast who has said something similar where they started throwing their own events. So yeah. this seems like a common trend if you want to get into this get your foot in the industry you know yeah kind of throw your own events throw your own events and wow learn the process learn dealing with with agents negotiate mm -hmm. dj fees you know right for somebody you know from north wales where i live to to be involved in the music industry at such a high level it's unheard mm -hmm. of indeed the, uh, there's two other people in the industry now who are from my area okay where i live who are huge in the dance music scene. One of them is Sasha. Okay, yep. Who, mm -hmm. I'm, who I'm friends with because his, wow. his father lives in the next town to me. Okay. We're really good friends. That's awesome. So, um, and also a common love of football. So Small world, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I actually, um, I met Sasha's dad through football. I didn't know he was Sasha's dad. Oh, okay. And um, my friend introduced <clears throat> me to, to him. And said, um, Stu's a manager of um, a famous DJ, Ali and Fila. Mm -hmm. And um, he said to me, <laughs> uh, Steve's son's a, 
a famous DJ. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And he said, yeah, have you heard of Sasha? And I was like, what, as in Sasha? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. wow what been, a small world. Years ago, we've been friends ever since. And wow. Yeah. The other person who lives, well, he doesn't live now, but mm -hmm. around 10 minutes from where I live is um, James Jones. Oh, no way. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, he's, That's um, so funny. He grew up around 10 minutes from me. Okay. So it's yeah. like a tight knit group, basically. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's rare. <laughs> I've actually never had the opportunity to talk to Jamie about where he's from. Mm -hmm. I've been in festivals, I've been in events when he's been there. Right. You know, we're on the same circuit. And uh, I remember Ali and Fila were awarded um, Best Trans DJ. 2019 in the DJ Awards in Ibiza, and there was a ceremony. Mm -hmm. and you have to go up and get get your award and everything. Yeah. And Jamie Jones was having an award at the same time, mm -hmm. or he, he was there. To, yeah, I think he was having an award, or he was there anyway. And I was dying to go over to talk to him and um, say, "Hey, you know, yeah, I'm from blah 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 from any, <laughs> you know, ten minutes from where you grew up." Wow. Such a small place. Mm -hmm where I live right so right it's really you know like each, that's special my village has like one post office two pubs right yeah. super small it. town yeah very small <laughs> wow, so where, he, where he's from is a place called uh Carnarvon where okay. there's, a, there's a famous castle there and um the uh Prince Charles was was became Prince of Wales in that castle Oh, cool. Okay. Wow, that's amazing. Sorry, guys, going totally off topic here. No, but it's so interesting to, to hear the connections too. And yeah, it's very, very interesting. I, I was just thinking in my head too, it's, it just thinks that we can't travel right now because I want that, want you to have that connection and you guys can have that conversation. But as soon as events come back. Maybe if you're, if you're listening out there, yeah. We'll yeah, we'll have to, to manifest this. We'll have to have that conversation with him about, because probably where he grew up, I imagine he speaks welsh okay probably yeah. welsh as well so crazy that would be uh yeah that would be a cool conversation okay so. we yeah we're, we need to manifest that to happen <laughs> but you also brought up i'm curious before we get into currently like what you're doing now when you said you took on that that big role and obviously being thrown into that six months in can you talk a little bit about what the responsibilities were or what your day-to-day -day would look like in that role that you currently took on at that point yeah it was Basically, I was um, kind of like the head head agent kind of thing. So, okay. Um, it was my job to make sure everyone's getting gigs, you know, okay. the whole roster, because we had quite a big roster at the time. But it wasn't just me handling all of them. I had a, a selected few. I, the ones I had was Ali and Fila, Sid Van Riel. And, okay. Uh, Roger Shaw at the time. Got it. So that was uh, that was when he was DJ Shaw. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that was uh, yeah, around 2006 to around 2008 or nine. I was mm -hmm. there, and then I got offered a job to move back up north to work mm -hmm. for a company called PFA. Okay. Uh, which had like Eddie Halliwell, John O'Callaghan. Mm -hmm. and I took Ali and Fila and Sid Van Rio with me. We didn't stay there that long um, because another job offer came in, which was too good to turn down. Mm -hmm. 
<clears throat> and that was um, through Sid Van Riel, actually, to join a company called 24-7 Management, which at the time okay. was um, the owner was, um, sadly, was my partner for 10 years mm-hmm. um, in terms of business partner. Right. A, a guy called Dimitri DeVitt. Okay. And, uh, he was Tiesto's manager for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um from around 2000 and yeah around late 90s to around 2008 2009 okay. and then he started he, then he separated with Tiesto and then he started his own DJ agency and it was with Faye Corston cool okay and, uh, we had other guys on and then we joined them okay and sadly um, <clears throat> Dimitri passed away this year oh I'm cancer. sorry to hear that yep and that was a a big uh, you know big loss Mm-hmm. for me because he was like a mentor to me right you know, it was like because when he was siesta's manager i knew who he was and i was like even like if he emailed me or whatever i'd be like oh my god it's dimitri david siesta's manager right you know? <laughs> yeah and i was like and even when i started working with him even when i met him or spoke to him i was still under the kind of like intimidation right like I'm this new young guy. Do you know what I mean? This is yep. Dimitri. He was, you know, he was manager of the number one DJ in the world. You know, mm-hmm. Tiesto was, you know, played a big part in Huge. Yeah. his career. And now he's my business partner. For such, right. you know, because um, I didn't, I wasn't employed by him. I worked alongside him. Mm-hmm. So, okay. And yeah, he, he, he was there for me all the time. Any problems, you could mm-hmm. say he it was like a good cop, bad cop situation. Okay. <laughs> yep. Where if I had a problem with a promoter or something. He's then, bad cop. <laughs> yeah. I'm having this situation. Well, leave it with me. <laughs> and it would get done. So that's awesome. So, yeah, I'm glad we, you guys had that connection though. That's amazing. Yeah, he, was, he was an amazing guy. He would do anything for anyone. Mm-hmm. The life and soul of everything, you know. We've had some yeah. great times over the years I remember one flight me and me him and Ali and Fila had mm-hmm. we flew to um, Australia mm-hmm. we we met in Dubai and we all got on the plane in Dubai okay and uh, we were I think we were first class or business and uh, we we just I remember we sat by the bar on the plane mm-hmm. I can't even remember how many hours it was <laughs> I just sat there nearly, you know, because it's a 13-hour flight. Right, so, right, yeah. In Dubai. I, mean, I think we spent at least 50% of it sitting by the bar. Right. <laughs> really what else is there to do? Yeah. <laughs> vivid memories, you know. And, yeah. All right, such a sad time, you know, when, mm-hmm. uh, when he developed cancer. Because he didn't tell many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew about it. He told right. me. And it was really sad and, you know. Yeah, he was he was such an amazing character in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Played such a pivotal part in right. Ferry Corsten, Alien Feelers, careers, and mm-hmm. great guy. So That's we amazing. worked together for ten years. Wow. Okay. Well, um, yeah. yeah, 2019. Wow. Okay. And when did you make the the switch to Future Sound of Egypt? Well, I've been working with. Future Sound of Egypt since I started looking after Ali and Fila. So okay. 
2006. And then but I was more involved in the first few years of the event side of things, mm -hmm. and, uh, helping to arrange our celebrations. I don't know if you've seen any of the FSOE events we've done around the world and the ones in the pyramids and stuff. And yeah, I've seen that, yep. <laughs> we've hosted stages in Tomorrowland. And, um, yeah, we've done a lot of FSOE events around the world and mm -hmm. done a lot in North America. We've done, we've done two in New York, or three Amazing. in New York. Yeah. We did, uh, we did one FSOE I think it's 350 with a Scala. Wow, okay. Hammerstein Ballroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big one, yep. It was a really amazing lineup. It was really wow. great. I remember Ali Fielder and John O'Callaghan back to back. Brilliant. And, um, yeah. And then we did we did um, FSUE Island on Governor's Island. Mm-hmm. Great location, yep. <laughs> to do. A girl yep. on the boat the Statue of Liberty, you know. To, so cool, yeah. You know, it was great. And, and then we did um, FSV 500 on New Year's Eve uh, in Brooklyn, the warehouse. But I, unfortunately, I couldn't make that one. Okay. Uh, but I, I was at the other ones, and I love New York. Such a fun city, yeah. <laughs> to bring FSV back to New York. Yes. When it's safe to do so. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm there. I'm there. And I love the way you say FSOE. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, yeah. Maybe, maybe because uh, next, well, actually this year, it'll be FSOE 700 from May. Wow. That's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. So, hopefully, we can do some couple of shows in North America mm -hmm. when it's possible. You know? Right, right, right. When everything's safe. So, cool. Can you describe the experience to someone? One on, one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast. That would be amazing. I mean, so when you're planning these type of events, I know it's a little different when it's a stage takeover at like a Tomorrowland versus, you know, a New Year's Eve event. But how would you describe an event? If somebody's coming to an FS, FSOE event, how would you describe it to somebody? <laughs> I think firstly, one thing we do as a, as a company is, and I, I've got to thank um, Ali and Fila for this really mm -hmm. because they've really thrusted this mm -hmm. like has such an importance from the early days is the production because mm -hmm. um, being an Egyptian you know being an Egyptian brand mm -hmm. we have the world our you know the world's an oyster to what we can do in connection to ancient Egypt you know right so like with us if you see the stages that have developed in the FSOE celebrations over the years, mm -hmm. the pyramid stage has changed, 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 changed. Right, it evolves. Now, now it's like with the the uh, the LED, you know, shaped pyramid screen. Mm -hmm. and we it's have crazy. an amazing team behind it. You know, um, um, Chris Max from Belgium have been our designers since 2012 for okay. our stages, and they they're involved with Tomorrowland. Okay. So, you know, amazing guys, such such brilliant guys to work with, and and um, yeah. So, you know, for the FSOE seven hundred one, um, they helped with the stage, and we also had another company um, who were involved in the stage design, and that was a company called PRG, 
and they did um, they designed Eric Pritz's Holo shows. Oh man, yeah. They, they were involved. We're in talking top tier, yeah. <laughs> our next stage design, which no one's seen yet. Right. Oh wow. Okay, that's so exciting. <clears throat> Hopefully, when events are safe to do so. Yeah, mm-hmm. we land. Yeah, hopefully one day we can bring it back to the pyramids, you know? Oh, I would love, yeah, I was going to say it's it's amazing to see the creativity behind that. And especially like, it's also just so much detail because you're also carrying the branding through everything and the same experience. And there's just something about trans fans too, that I feel like no matter what the state of trans currently is right now, the fans are just so loyal. And it's amazing to see some of these more niche- yeah, it's you're right. It's crazy. And every trans family out there, thank you because you guys keep it together. Mm-hmm. The love and everyone, and everyone's connected. They're all friends. Everyone's friends all around the world. Yeah, to parties and you see each other, and it's it's great to see, and it's great for ourselves to be connected to so many fans around the world as well. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, the internet and social media played a massive development with that right it wasn't so big when we kind of started around you know mm-hmm. and you just know, yeah now it's ridiculous it was only in its infancy you know when mm-hmm. we, we show my age now but really no. <laughs> no i love it oh my god no i i purposely love to have people on here from every walk of life. And I wanted to touch on this because I haven't touched too much on trance in particular. And when one thing you said was about the production, that's what sticks out in my mind. I just think the production, the lasers, the energy that comes specifically yeah. from a trance stage or a trance set at a festival. It's like, you have to get that fix in. I always make sure I stop at the trance stage, no matter what. <laughs> I think, um, you know, look at the companies out there throwing events, you see, you know, the, the productions are extremely important. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the focal point, not just the DJ. Right, right. For us, it's, it's equally as important as, as everything else. Mm-hmm. Age, the way it looks, and the feeling you get from seeing such a a grand design, you know, mm-hmm. where is is put into it, you know. And, and I, I just love the way... I, you know, and you see the big companies around the world who, you know, throw events and the way they they um, put their efforts and time and resources into the production as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something FSUE, you know, it's very important to us as as well, of course, the, the lineup and right. They're also giving the mixture of the big names as well as the the up and coming names, try mm-hmm. and get a, a blended mix together. Right. No, and I think if you can, you look back on a lot of our lineups and, you know, you see there's a a mix of Mm -hmm. the the higher level names in the trans industry. Right. Names and Future Sound of Egypt as a record label as well. You know, we, Mm -hmm. um, we're proud that we've, we've been able to give producers around the world the the opportunities. Right. um, To get their names out there, you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I can say it myself because I see how many demos we get every week. I cannot. I was gonna, just going to ask you that. <laughs> it's just constant, right. constant. There's producers coming from everywhere, you know, and it's mm-hmm. amazing to see because that keeps the scene alive. Right. 
you need the new, so, yeah, you need the newcomers coming in and doing being creative and start. And there's so many subgenres now too. It's like, I get, I get confused sometimes because there's so much music out there, but I love everything you've been sending me too, because I feel like sometimes I'm not even the most connected to trans artists. So I love seeing new names every single week. And I think it's amazing. And I mean, if somebody wants to be a trans producer or somebody listening out there right now is trying to break into it, do you have any advice for them to, to get their music heard? Um, definitely believe and love what they're doing and mm-hmm. probably not to follow trends. Okay. You know, cause it's easy, you know, there's a lot of, you know, commercial genres out there, which mm-hmm. It's easy to go in that direction. Do you know right. what I mean? Uh, just, just make what you love, really. Mm-hmm. What you feel there, yeah. And that'll work. You know, you might it might not work first time. You right. might get a series of rejections from mm-hmm. all the labels. Just don't give up. Yep, I agree. Consistency That's, is you know, key. Came from <laughs> myself when I was first got involved in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone around here was family, friends, you know. Right. We'll never make a career out of it. And I was like, okay. Just watch. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it boils down to hard work. You have to be prepared to put the graft in. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's a lot of work. Right. You make a lot of sacrifices. Mm-hmm. And I mean a lot, you know, relationships. <clears throat> right. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, like, you're on call 24 hours a day. Yeah. That's the life we choose and we love it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like the, the rewards outweigh, but there of course are pros and cons to everything, but yeah. you love it. So for weeks at a time or, mm-hmm. you know, you miss your family and your friends and right. And I, I specifically as well, miss my football. Right. <laughs> Crazy huge football fan. So what team, who's your team? Uh, Liverpool. Oh, okay. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> doing, doing quite good at the moment. And, good. Uh, <laughs> just, well, it's, yep. but it's tough because I have my own seat in the stadium. Wow. That's awesome. 30 years. Nearly. Okay. Yeah. And I haven't been since March. My gosh. I know. Like I, I honestly think when I sit in my seat, yep. I'll cry. Yeah. <laughs> I bet a hundred percent. Yeah. That's how we're, I was just going to say, that's how every, every fan of music, every concert goer, that's how we feel too. I'm like, the minute I go into a festival, I will cry. I imagine when like uh, clubbers can start going again. Mm-hmm. I imagine when they see their friends and, you know, right? it'll, it'll be emotional for us as well. You know, don't forget, I've not seen, I've not seen Fadi from Ali and Fila for nearly a year. Right. I know. I every week. Mm-hmm. I know so, it's a, it's that connection we're not just, missing. not just my DJ or artist business partners he's one of my best friends you know mm-hmm. so it's like a brother to me you know so yep it's it's tough you know because you know not just from a work level but oh we have such a good time when we're away you know we're mm-hmm. similar sense of humor yep not just like the guys Ali and Fila but Everyone I work with, you know, mm-hmm. we've got it's a family. Great team and we miss each other, and mm-hmm. everyone, and Ali and Fila, it's the whole team, mm-hmm. and the different record labels under us, and mm-hmm. everyone I work with, and Paul Thomas, and it's really tough because you're so used to seeing everyone, right? 
the close guys I work with were the D, all the DJs, mm-hmm. all the trans DJs, you know, and not <clears throat> for so long, and the fans, you know. Yeah, I can't imagine what that <clears throat> what that feeling is going to be like. <laughs> Amazing, you know, and but the the saving grace is it's coming. Mm-hmm. I know we are. We're getting closer and closer each and every day. Each day we're getting closer and the vaccine, you know, like <clears throat> I saw like mm-hmm. 10 million have had right. the first here in the UK, which is which is great because we have 60 mm-hmm. million. So right. that's over that's like 15% of the population already. Right. We only kind of really started the end of the end of last year. So mm-hmm. you know, and each day there's uh, more vaccines being approved and mm-hmm. being more produced, mass produced, more testing centers are appearing. And yep. it's all, this is the last year for me. This will be the last year. Right. I yep. think, you know, fun, you know, cross fingers at the summer happens and festival. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I can imagine the emotion, you know, and just, like something like you know, imagine Luminosity or Tomorrowland or Creamfields or Unreal, yep. So or Missyland, whatever. You imagine the emotion when, you know, for me, what I've been pictured as well is like when Ali and Fila play "Somebody Loves You," right? One of these events, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the emotion of people have had from that track. Oh, I last year yep. the way it resonates with what everyone's we've all been going through mm-hmm. and don't forget it's all mental health as well right we're all we're not robots mm-hmm. we're beings yep we're all going to have mental issue health issues where mm-hmm. we're feeling sad or down or missing people or you know for you know my days are very different now compared to what they were a year ago because mm-hmm. Um, when the pandemic started, I got more involved with the record labels themselves. Okay. And, uh, so now that's become more like a kind of like a full time job as well as being an agent. And a I manager. bet. Okay. It's a lot of work. So mm-hmm. I can imagine when all of all the clubs and festivals are opening up, because that's a full time job in itself mm-hmm. from a bookings agent side. Right. So, and, and arranging tour events around the world, mm-hmm. plus doing all the stuff for the record labels. I think I'll be working seven <laughs> till midnight every day. I bet. Oh man, I know that's that's the, the catch twenty two uh, being at home. <laughs> I love it so, exactly. I, I love what I do, and I'm very thankful and grateful for the opportunity mm-hmm. I, I've been given, and um, I grasp it. And you know, I uh, what's the word? I don't take it for granted. Yeah, no. And I thank you so much for sharing your whole story with me today. And I think the future is very bright. I completely agree with you. I think if we can get through this, we're at the lowest lows and right after this will be the highest highs. So, you know, that dichotomy is going to be probably like very, a lot to get used to, but it's just going to be amazing all around. And I, I feel the same. I think the connection between the artist to the crowd at events moving forward is just going to be even more powerful and intimate just because yeah. we're going to be so grateful to be there it's going to be amazing i think it's going to go back in time mm-hmm. like the mid late 90s when i first started going mm-hmm. it's kind of gonna like you know because I, 
we were spoiled here in the UK. Right. We had like God's Kitchen, Gatecrasher, Cream, Passion, mm-hmm. Gallery, Sound. That was every weekend. Right. We were spoiled where to go. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, don't, don't get me wrong, the atmosphere now in events and festivals is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um. But when clubbing was just kind of starting coming through, mm-hmm. like the 90s and the late 90s, it was kind of just a little bit of a different atmosphere. Right. Um, I, I, I imagine people who were going back then will understand right. what I'm kind of referring to. Yep. Um, you know, don't, I'm not saying it, like clubs or festivals or any, or any way not the same because they're amazing. Right, it's just different. After we could go out every week, you know, right. North America, mm-hmm. there are options to go out every week. Mm-hmm. But in the UK, that kind of dwindled over the past two, three years. Okay. So, you know, I think once this is all uh, kind of like uh, finished, mm-hmm. the pandemic, that there'll be a lot more shows in the UK. That's kind of. I'm hoping people don't take it the wrong way. What I was no, saying. No, no, you're good. <laughs> now it was just a back in the back in the nineties and early two thousands, mm-hmm. mid two thousand, late two thousands. Actually, yep, we had a lot more choice where I'm where I live in mm-hmm. the UK to go to clubs. Yep, so there was the more more opportunities. Yeah, been as many options. There's still mm-hmm. been amazing shows in the UK, but they're not as frequent. Right. So, yep. What I'm trying to say is, we'll think when the pandemic is over, mm-hmm. there'll be a lot more shows, regular shows than there was. Yeah. Well, the, the need for it, the supply are, demand. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Not it was any better back then. No, it didn't come off that way. <laughs> it wasn't because it you know, back then and now, with the, the atmosphere, if mm-hmm. you played in a 300 capacity club to play in a 15,000 capacity arena. The atmosphere is, is just amazing, you know? Yeah. And what is the, I know we talked a little bit about, you know, how things will change post pandemic, but I guess in these next few months, what is your game plan with FSOE? Like what does the future look like for you and what are you most excited about right now? Um, well, the positive thing is I can see in the last <clears throat> few weeks, more and more events are starting to talk. Mm-hmm. It's starting to plan, starting right? To plan. So that's positive to see. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're still all regulated by the virus, right? What happens and government regulations and travel restrictions. And, mm-hmm. uh, but it's definitely more positivity in the last few weeks, and you know, from you know, I can, I can starting to think now about. FSOE 700, well, I've been thinking about it for the last year, but I can probably now start to think a bit more of maybe where we can do and mm-hmm. when we kind of maybe can do it. Okay. See now the stay of trance has been announced for September and mm-hmm. Dream Stay in Poland's been announced for October and the stay of trance in Poland, October. And so things are starting to, you know, like, some of the summer festivals have been announced and hmm. you know, it's positive to see. So, you know, but from a record label's point of view, uh, 
from a brand, you know, our aim is to keep signing quality music. Mm-hmm. All six record labels and if mm-hmm. you sign and uh, keep growing. Yep. Keep working hard and keep, yeah, keep providing. Good music is good music. Exactly. I know there's been no shortage of good music. So that is a beautiful thing that we very much appreciate. I'm going to have to look up these festivals. I didn't realize trans music was so big in Poland. I'm half Polish. My mom is Polish. My dad okay. is Greek. Weird yes, combination. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I had no idea that that's probably amazing experience in Poland. I can't even uh, imagine. Eastern Europe is amazing for uh, trans shows. Wow. Okay. Like, uh, transmission in Prague is Right. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Off the hook. Yep. <laughs> really is an amazing. Adding place. that to the list. <laughs> Brilliant. And uh, yeah, anyone. There's so many good events in Europe, but there's also so many amazing events in North America. Mm-hmm. Actually, worldwide. Yep. We're stepping it up. Strong, you know, and even after the influx of EDM and mm-hmm. uh, that genre, you know, which kind of took over trance during the early 2010, 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, the trance genre is still very, very strong. Right. You know, But that's not just down to the music and the DJs and the musicians, but that's also down to you guys mm-hmm. and all the trans families around the world coming together and keeping the, keeping the spirit and keeping yep. it alive. And, you know, for someone who works deeply within the trance genre mm-hmm. you know, yeah big thank you for that amazing oh no I, I love it it's amazing to see the online communities the live stream support all of that and the music but um before i let you go where can everybody connect with you online or where can they get in touch with you um well, yeah <laughs> check my you know facebook profile Stuart roberts beautiful uh, and then you know fsoe if- too anyone has any questions or if anyone just wants a general chat, you know, if it, you know, it's hard during this time or anyone just wants to message me, feel free. You know what I mean? I'm always here to offer advice or mm-hmm. help in any way, you know, we're all a community at the end of the day. Exactly. No, that is very much appreciated. I think this was great. I seriously feel like I could talk to you for a while. I have so many questions for you. And this was amazing getting to hear more about your story. I'm glad I'm glad we could connect. And thank you so much for continuing to to send music for the playlist. I appreciate it. No, thank you for your support. Of course, of course. Um, everybody go support FSOE. Listen to the new music. Stay tuned for any updates on events and things like that. Obviously, I know we'll we'll get updates from that as it keeps going. But um, Stuart, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Alrighty, you guys. Welcome back. What did we think, you guys? I hope you enjoyed that interview. Um, I really want to hear your feedback. So, of course, you can always connect with me in our Facebook group, Rave Culture Cast Community. Um, Definitely let me know what you guys thought about this. If you want to hear more about the trans community, I am happy to bring it. Huge thank you to Stuart for coming on and spending the time today. 
I just, I really just love learning about people's stories and hearing how they got to where they are and everybody has something special to say. So it was really an honor to have him on and I appreciated it so much. And, you know, I will definitely be on a trance kick after this. So again, you can connect with FSOE um, at FSOE Recordings on Twitter and Instagram. And again, go check out their latest tracks. I always try to include a couple of them in my new music Friday playlist. So my trans fans do not feel left out. I've got you covered, you guys. But yeah, I couldn't echo anymore what he said about the trans community just being super loyal and just honestly unique and amazing. And it's a really cool community. And to his point, it has this longevity and it is the way it is because of the fans and how much you celebrate it and you show up online and in person to the different shows and the stages and the production is ridiculous. So I'm super pumped about this episode. I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Okay, I'm going to hop into my EDM news. I have like quick, short updates. It's a lot of festival announcements and new music announcements, which is exciting. I'll do music first. So we have Porter Robinson. Hello. He announced that his next album, Nurture, is dropping on April 23rd, which is really exciting. He's already released a single. Um, I'm I'm sure he's going to have more coming out, but the album date is April 23rd. Uh, Ganja White Knight also teased that their album is almost done as well. So, you know, my bass heads, I didn't forget about you. I promise they'll be coming. Uh, And speaking of bass, uh, Subsidia's Night Volume 3 is now out at this point. So you guys can go check that out. I feel like Night definitely out of all the compilations is the one that seems to be a lot heavier. So if you guys are into like heavy bass music, dubstep, all that shit, you will probably really like Night Volume 3. And then the last, what was the last announcement? Oh, Seven Lions. Hello, my Lord and Savior, Seven Lions. He just released a special EP, which has, I believe, four tracks on it. At the time I'm recording, it's not out yet, but by the time you hear this, it will be out. And these are all his 1999 trance remix. Speaking of trance, um, I loved when Stuart made that nod in the episode. He said that 1999 was like an incredible year for trance. And in the back of my head, I was like, oh, yeah, Seven Lions is coming out with all these 1999 remixes. So the rush over me. 1999 trance remix was already out but now you guys can go check out the ep i already know it's probably going to be fucking ecstatic oh my god can you guys imagine when festivals come back if seven lions does like a fully 1999 trance set wow that would be that would be amazing pasquale if you're listening please make that happen (laughs) okay festival news so we have, well, Coachella, first and foremost, um, canceled their spring dates. There is no backup dates as of right now. However, I will keep you guys posted to see if they move to the fall or I honestly think we're going to see a lot of events just cancel and start from scratch in 2022. Awakenings Music Festival moved from June to September 11th through the 13th. I believe that takes place like right near Amsterdam. And then we also have Elements Music Festival, which is kind of like a transformational arts and wellness, I guess more wellness, you could say, event that takes place in Pennsylvania. It's a camping festival. Um, They are moving to Labor Day weekend, so September 3rd through the 6th. Honestly, that one's on my radar. That one is high up on my radar. Easy was always Labor Day weekend as well, though, so that would be a conflict. And EDC Mexico has also rescheduled for Labor Day weekend. So this is, it's just like deja vu all over again, you guys. We're going to have events on top of events on top of events. It's going to be a lot. 
Alrighty, and I think that was pretty much everything for EDM News. I'm going to jump right into my song of the week recommendations. We've got some bops this week, you guys. Actually, are they bops? Yeah, I would say they're bops. Um, Really, really incredible tracks that I've been digging. I've been loving. They're on my liked songs playlist on Spotify. First and foremost, my girl LP Joby. She is incredible, you guys. If she is not on your radar yet, she should be. I just... Uh, interviewed her with MJ on our other podcast, Festival Insider Podcast. So that will be coming out soon. Spoiler alert. Um, and her new song, Move Your Body. Bitch. If you guys like infectious, like groovy house, it almost gives me like disco house kind of vibes. You will love that. She is also a pianist. So she has like amazing piano riffs in all of her songs and she plays live. So if you watch her live streams, she's so cool and she's so edgy. I love it. So that's called Move Your Body by LP Gioby. It's LP space G-I-O-B-B-I. And then I've been loving from Hot Since 82 and Jem Cook, their song Buggin'. Oh my God. Talk about a sexy, deep kind of tech house, not deep house, tech house track. Like mm, it's infectious. It's sexy. It makes me just, I'm closing my eyes now if you're watching on YouTube. It makes me want to close my eyes and just vibe out to it, you guys. Are you feeling the vibes I'm giving you right now. Listen to Buggin' by Hot Since 82 and Jem Cook. You will not regret it. And last but certainly not least, my girl, Nora Impure. She just released her Monsoon EP. I loved it. I, my favorite track is Monsoon. It's the first track. And it's just, I mean, she's so beautiful. She's so talented. If you guys are into Deep House, you will definitely like this. And this song just delivers. The buildup in it is fantastic and the first drop in it is just so 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 good um it makes me want to move and i really really love that whole ep so check out monsoon by nora and pure and with all that being said you guys those are all my updates thank you so much for checking out today's episode like i said if you guys are enjoying the content you know you could do any of the following things rate review subscribe check us out on youtube we have our own youtube channel now for rave culture cast so you can go subscribe over there um, i would love for you to be a part of the facebook group community i am planning to do a family zoom call in february i would really love to do it like around my birthday time so towards the end of the month so if you guys want the information and you want to be invited to that zoom call you have to join the facebook group so that we can keep it a nice tight-knit community um, i love doing those and we haven't done one since fall so it is way way overdue what else you guys um, i'm wearing my rave culture cast merch if you guys haven't picked anything up yet please feel free to check it out the long sleeve is my fave um, the beanie, hoodie, all those good things, tank tops for when spring and summer come around. Um, there will always be a link down below in the description. But I just really, really appreciate you being here, whether you just tuned in for the first time or you've been listening from the beginning. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. We've got another incredible one lined up for next week. So get excited, you guys. And with that being said, do not forget today's affirmation. Today will be a good day. Go out there, kill it. Have an amazing day, you guys, and I will see you next Wednesday.